0: The last one, um, and oh. I thought I had it wrong. Evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 32, season four of the Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook and YouTube throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, well, we're down to the final four after two impressive matches, one tight tussle, and then the fantastic Warriors win in front of an amazing crowd um, in Auckland. First of all, how are you? How was your weekend, and what do you think of the matches? I'm doing well. Thanks, Brad. And yeah,
2: always do well after a after a game like that. Been walking around on cloud nine and, and consuming every bit of Warriors media, which seems to have ramped up this week, naturally, heading into a prelim. Uh, so I've been loving all of that.
0: Um, how about yourself? Yeah, a bit of a whirlwind week. Um, obviously, I think we'll, we'll kick off the news talking about the game day experience i think i didn't add that in the notes but we, mm. we may as well do that but um yeah fantastic game very privileged to get to go um and yeah just um it's been a crazy week um hopefully it's not the last fingers crossed but um yeah really enjoying um actually having the warriors around at this time of year because uh, we're not used to it but um, while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8pm also, catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places, just search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know on the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the finals week two games, um, and the final round of the NRLW, and then an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as questions we got for each other. We'll then preview the preliminary finals and make our picks before ending the night with a cap uh, recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump into the top stories, Richie. Sure. I see, Simon, I see Simon's here, even Simon. Oh, also, Paul's not here. So um, as always, we'll go into chaos when I'm trying to get comments to pop up and all that rubbish. <laughs> so um, I'll do my best. But um, yeah, first, before we get into the news, may as well talk about the the Warriors, the um, the actual game so not the review but the atmosphere and all that so um I game kicked off at six um I got there about three um because a lot of the guys that do what we do um were coming up and wanted to like catch up so I got to catch up with um Warriorholic was up Warriors fan TV which I think on his YouTube channel there's an interview with me um on there um I'm probably going to forget some people. Um, Dan from Warriors Anonymous um, also caught up with Will Evans from This Warrior's Life. So um, good to catch up with guys we've um, met before and also guys I've spoken to a lot that haven't met before. But, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Even 3 o'clock going to Lily World, which is that little bar outside the stadium, which I don't think you've got to go to yet, have you? No, Um, I haven't. um, It was You know full of people there were um old warriors walking around i I saw kevin campion there and um yeah and then going into the game you know it was just probably the i think i was talking to you and ruin hammer about it about the atmosphere um it's probably taken over from the blackout um in terms of the atmosphere you know we both got to go to the blackout um got got to sit in the east stand which i haven't done in a long time um but um it was it's not a bad sight actually you're nice and close to the ground compared to where we normally sit but um Mm. yeah fantastic you know the crowd was singing um and yeah couldn't get out of there um took me hours trying to get home um (laughs) all the people celebrating but yeah it was fantastic you obviously um you watched it from home I did watch the replay to get an idea, but for you first time watching it live, what was the atmosphere like? Did it transfer enough on, on the television screen for you? Yeah, no, it really did. And I I think I was messaging you guys, um,
2: during the game or after the game, um, how, how loud it was coming across and you could clearly hear all the chants and songs and the crowd singing, (laughs) sending, um, Newcastle off, um, we were all singing that in the lounge, so it was, yeah. it, was it was amazing. It, it made me made me wish I was there. Um, yeah, if um, I think if the same thing happens next year, I'm I'm just starting a fund from the start of the season. I'm not going to miss it if it if it happens again next year.
0: Yeah, and fingers crossed. Um, there's more home finals um, in their future. Jacko has said um, East Stand is by far the best yeah it's made me think about potentially moving my season tickets i can't do it for next year i'm already booked in for my usual seats but um i think for 2025 i might look at jumping them over um i brought i had some friends with me and uh my partner she came with me as well and all she did was complain about how better the seats were compared to the ones i usually drag her to so um i'll have to i'll have to work on that but yeah fantastic atmosphere and um yeah just great to be a part of um and yeah very thankful we ended in a positive way for Warriors fans because it might have been a a completely different atmosphere if um the Knights you know scored an upset there but yeah we'll move on um because we'll 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 break down that game a bit later but um first big news I guess was um Ashley Klein um he has been dropped from his officiating duties this week um, after missing a few mistakes in the storm roosters clash he he is still um gonna be involved because he's the bunker official for the Warriors Broncos game but um, great yeah um I was having a bit of a discussion with some people offline about it because he did miss some some howlers to be fair but I was um I was of the opinion that I thought the Warriors ref, um, Mr. G, was worse. Um, he missed about four or five, but the Warriors were able to challenge and overturn yeah. them. So I thought, you know, unfortunately for Klein, the situation where his big mistake came from, um, that was a, a point where the Roosters couldn't challenge. So mm. um, like there was even the one, I think the biggest one, like missing that knock on, you know, it's a doozy in real time it's you give a little bit of leeway but um Andrew G you know that situation where the ball hit him and then he let it go on and then said knock on and like as soon as it hit him it should have been a a season play so he Hmm. should know that I, I think that's a bigger cock up myself but you know um it didn't I guess you can argue that the mistakes in the storm roosters game maybe if that didn't happen it's a different result because of how close the game was
2: easier Um, to sweep house under the carpet given how you know like you said i think we were were well ahead yeah
0: but um yeah i at least there i I think we've talked about it a lot like if if refs make mistakes that are um you know kinda um shouldn't have happened that they are made accountable which is what's happened here so i'm fine with him um being dropped from from the the riffing duties, but what's your take on, on his mistakes? Yeah.
2: They were pretty bad. I mean, the knock on from Harry Grant was, I'm going to, I, I actually plan to talk about it in the game review, but yeah, he was standing right there uh, looking right at it. I, I don't, I don't see how he didn't see it. And then, and then gives him, gives the Storm a penalty. And it was six again, piggyback them all the way out the field and they score in the yeah immediately after, uh, when, when the Roosters should have been hot on attack. So um, there was also the instance of Sam Walker copping Harry Grant on on the face, pretty yeah. much out in front of the post towards the end. And, I mean, the referees are kind of known for it in big finals games like that or State of Origin. They, they just put the whistle away. Um, yeah. Whereas leading up to the finals, that's, that's a penalty and put on report every day of the week. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a yeah it's it's a funny one but yeah he wasn't he wasn't the best but the refs in general they're going to make mistakes aren't they and and they do um, yeah but he's been made accountable uh, held accountable I, I I don't understand why he's still in the bunker if
0: you're being made accountable you should just be dropped altogether but. Yeah, you think um, with having enough refs to um, do touch, touch lines, bunker, and games for a regular round where there's eight games, you'd have enough to kind of spread it over too. But we'll, we'll see. Look, he's still going to have an influence on the game from the bunker, isn't he? So. Yeah. Um, so hopefully um, it makes him a bit more accurate with his decision-making this week with all eyes yeah. on him. I see um, Bjorn's, um asked an interesting question, which we'll hit in the question segment. Um gives me some time to think about it. But um yeah, next bit of news. Um worries kind of got dragged into this um without wanting to be. But um Panther CEO Brian Fletcher's come out and stated that he believes all preliminary finals should be played at neutral venues and he thinks that the Broncos are getting too big of an advantage getting to play at Suncorp. Um I disagree. Um Same. I'm I'm fine with the Broncos getting it because what does that mean? If the Warriors managed to beat the Panthers in round one, does that mean that they were going to force them to go to Sydney to play Mm. their home, be in neutral as opposed to playing it? It would have been in Eden park, which is just as bad. in My opinion as going to Sydney, but um, yeah, I think you earn the right and the Panthers have a small stadium, just like the Warriors. So the Warriors would have had to move it, which we didn't like, but we understood. Um, And the Panthers have to do the same in, the Panthers get to go like twenty minutes up the road to another mm. stadium. So and it's not like they're playing another Sydney team. Like, I could understand like if they were playing the Roosters, um, you know, um, and it's going to one that would be beneficial, but they're playing Melbourne in Sydney. So I don't know. You you're fine with it as well?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. You you earn the right. You you finish top four or top two and win your way through to a prelim. Yeah. Um, you're getting close enough to a home advantage, aren't you? Because the Broncos get SunCorp. Uh, Panthers aren't playing at the regular stadium, but like you say, it's it's close enough too. If if it were us, it would have been Eden Park. Um, yeah, it's just it's always been like that. I don't get why it's all of a sudden an issue because the Broncos um,
0: are in a home prelim. <laughs> yeah I think it's just Panther CEO is just trying to spread some noise I guess yeah, shit. yeah. but yeah like Simon's put a comment in saying his understanding is the reason they're not having their finals game in Penrith is because the stadium's too small yeah and it's the same issue like I said with the Warriors the Warriors stadium is deemed too small for a preliminary um final so that's why they would go to Eden Park which is bigger and um yeah Bjorn said the same um it's just BS talk yeah just getting his name out there um, during finals week when everyone's talking. So um, we we'll move on to more because there's more issues with the finals. So there was a lot of noise about the NRL um, not adjusting the kickoff time for the Warriors-Broncos clash with the game not starting until just before 10 p.m. on Saturday night, um, with many saying an earlier kickoff t- uh, time would be better to capitalize on the Warriors' current fanfare. Um, I see Ruse here. Um, He might be able to help being a guy in that neck of the woods. But I believe um, another reason they didn't move it forward was because there's an AFL final in Brisbane at at an earlier time. So they didn't want it to clash um, and be like what we saw in the Roosters Storm game where, you know, 18,000 people turned up because there was AFL across the road. Um, And they would go, yeah, Matara said Lions play Carlton. Yeah. And um, Jacob said the broadcasters refers to change, uh, refuse to change times. I understand the idea of having it earlier, you know, so younger people can watch it. But we watch every game, you know, for this show. So we're kind of used to um, 10 o'clock kickoffs anyway. So for me, uh, as a grown-up, I, d- I don't care that much. Um, might be a bit different with you, with um, kids um, that might be interested in watching. Um, I'm pretty sure your boy will be watching anyway. He'll be watching so um yeah and uh I said it's around six o'clock our time the the Brisbane um AFL thing and yeah New Zealand's a smaller audience compared to the Australian market so yeah I get it I understand both sides um but it is what it is um and yeah uh, Matara said it's school holidays as well is it school holidays coming up
2: it is yeah last week of the term
0: this week yeah so it'll be fine for the kids Um, and yeah, um, Jacko's kind of jumping into my next new segment, but, um, we've also got uh, a lot of people talking about the grand final being moved back to an afternoon game, which is what Jacko said. He said, same with grand final. Most fans want it earlier, but for some reason, broadcasters, a game won't budge. Yeah, I think I've seen it on lots of the, uh, weekly shows they do for the NRL. Whenever they do the surveys, um, a vast majority of the fans all say they would prefer an afternoon grand final but they don't change it because of um the tv deals and stuff the tv deals prefer a, a late night game um so yeah what do you reckon on that i'd like the idea of an afternoon game um but whenever the worries are involved in the grand final um i generally get the monday off anyway so the late time doesn't worry me so
2: you've had two Mondays off in the past. I've
0: had two Mondays off for grand finals. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, the first Warriors grand final, I was still in school, so um, yeah. I I went to school. <laughs> but 2011, I got the uh, this the Monday off. So yeah, oh, um, I would love
2: an afternoon grand final. It, it you think back to the old uh, early 90s Raiders games. Uh, yeah, it's just cool, and, and the quality of rugby league. Tends to be really good as well, you know, with a dry ball and fast track. It'd be cool, but hard to see it happening. Like you say, the broadcasters love a nighttime game.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see it happening. Um, But, yeah, it was interesting food for thought. Um, Next one's a bit of non-news, but Nathan Cleary was sent to hospital for a scan on his finger during the week um I think it was Monday uh, after training on Monday everything appears to be fine and he was he was apparently back Monday night doing a weight session um so I think he's fine and um it was just you know one of the big names of the 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 comp left going to hospital kind of springs up some news but if he has done something to his finger and it's strapped and all that do you think that's going to have a big effect on his performance in the game
2: Probably not because it's Nathan Cleary and it's NRL finals times when he shines. But, um, yeah, I hope, I hope the storm sends some big boppers their way, at him and Luai, to test them out. Mm. But I'm pretty sure Cleary's good to go.
0: Yeah. Cause, yeah, luai has been named as well. And I'm sure they're going to have some big boys running at him all day to test that shoulder out. But yeah, I think it won't affect Cleary, um, much, um, You know, we've seen we had that Cameron Munster where he played with a compound fracture in his finger that happened Mm. during the game. So if he can do that, I'm pretty sure Cleary will be fine. Volkman did it too, didn't he? He did. Um, But, yeah, um, next bit of news. A bit interesting. This kind of came out um, prior to the games in the weekend, but the Tigers have been rumoured to have told Alex Twile he's free to speak with other clubs and leave. Um, Manly and Bulldogs, as always, are interested. Um, and manley have also apparently told Sean Kippy that he's free to leave the club immediately if he can find another team um as a warriors fan would you take either
2: oh i don't know i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't look at twelve if you're after in a tri, after a try scoring prop <laughs> but he's got we he's don't got, need got added. i know i know 100% he goes hard he Makes a lot of tackles and pretty much never misses. Um, Kepi's known for putting big shots in, but you know we've got good up and comers coming through. I, I'd, I'd like to see some of them promoted. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you? You're the prop. You're the prop
0: here. I'm out of the two. I'm more interested in Kepi. Um, mm. I think he's got a lot of potential. He, he's still quite young. Um, we do have some good guys that I'm, I'm eyeballing to be promoted, but I don't know if they're ready for first grade yet. Like Zion, I, I've got yeah. big raps on Zion. Um, and I think we are still a prop short. However, I still think going into next year, I think Tohu's going to move more into that prop role as he gets older. Um, he can still do his short ball that he does um, in that role. We've seen him. He moves into the the middle. Um as a forward from time to time anyway um, that's potentially a way they might get around needing that extra forward um, at the moment but if a guy like Twalo or Kepi is cheap enough uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no um, and Jack is kind ex- of saying the same
2: at the expense of who yeah
0: true um Bunty yeah yeah I I would, yeah. But then at the moment with the way that the bench is, I don't know where you put another one. Mm. Um, It's a great problem to have, but yeah, it's like Jacko's kind of said, they need more front row cover because if AFB goes down, we've kind of been very blessed that Fanua Blake has had a a pretty sweet run this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah and um mark roberts is here he said he'd stick with what he said all the way through zion and kalani for the final two spots in next year's squad that's what i like as well yeah um i want i don't expect to see a lot of zion in first grade next year kind of a bit like ali um tain and the likes this year where you know they got one or two spots to shine with injuries and stuff but zion i think is going to be a great front rower for the club um with a bit of experience behind his um behind him Um, Mm but I'm very biased as a front rower so I think all front rows are going to do great things um we'll go on with the Tigers a bit more because there's quite a bit from them but um they've apparently told Dave Ferner that he know, has no longer got a future with the club um he's one of the assistants he's been moved on from his assistant coach role and Chris Heinington has been moved into that role and they've also commissioned an independent review into the football operations of the club to work out how they can improve next season. And I think we've said that a lot this year, that the best way for that team to improve is to get rid of all the office really. Um, so we'll see if that is something this independent review um, comes to a conclusion for, but what do you reckon about um, Dave Ferner getting the flick and them reviewing everything?
2: Review is desperately needed. Um, and whether they like it or not, changes, changes are obviously needed there. They've gone um, last place a couple couple years now, so um, it's only so long you can say the only way is up. <laughs> You've got to make some changes and make that make that a reality. Uh, their roster's too good to be finishing where they are. I mean, it's still it's got holes in it, but they've got a good forward pack. They've got RP there. They've... They've got a lot of talent. Obviously Buller, one of the best rookies coming through. They they shouldn't be finishing last place. You probably agree with me, Brad. You that spot should be reserved for the Dragons. But um Exactly. Um Yeah, yeah. it should. So we'll see. We'll see. Um They they like like I say, they need to make change. Um, hopefully they find out where that's needed in their review and they do a good review, but
0: yeah, and um, Jacko said that the Tiger CEO has just been reappointed. I can't find the news confirming that, but uh, that's a horrible decision, if, if so. Um, and Rue has also said, yeah, we showed this year getting the right people into the club goes a long way. And then Mark Roberts said, um, Nick Minnett, Fern is the new forwards coach at the Waz. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't let Fern go. I don't, I'm obviously not in the background there, but I'm looking at you've got Benji as green, as green as can be um, as a head coach. And then they get rid of Ferner, who does have some experience, um, and they replace him with Chris Heinington, um, who's not a renowned coach by any stretch of the imagination at this point in time either. So um, kind of feels like a bit of the blind leading the blind, which unfortunately is a way you can describe the Tigers a lot. It's just getting um, all the old the old, uh, the old, tig- boys in. The old
2: boys around. The old boys club from when they last won the title. <laughs>
0: When they yeah. the only time
2: they won a title,
0: yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting. I don't, I, until they get rid of some of that, uh, like the CEO and all that, I don't see them improving too much. Um, because if you're a basket pay, uh, case and uh, upstairs, you're not going to be great on the field, kind of. It's kind of what we always see. Um, and yeah, Ru says, I know, gives a great post match interview, a lot of swear words, but if I remember correctly, yeah, and um, yeah. Mark Roberts has just talked about Bula we're going to um we're going to leave that for a bit because he that's in the signing segment but um yeah so we'll see what happens with the Tigers but um Samoa team um, close to your heart Richie um we talked about um Parrish stepping down from the coaching role they've now got a new coach um Ben Gardner the current um Panthers assistant is taken over as the new head coach and Jamie Soward um has taken charge of the Samoan women's team. Um, what's your take on on those? I to be honest, I don't know much about Ben Gardner, um, but think you know anyone that kind of takes one of those roles as assistant coach at the Panthers generally yeah. is all right. Um, and yes. Jamie Soward's been doing really well um, coaching at the Dragons um, in the has. Has. So, um, and the NRLW. Yes, and.
2: Anybody coming from that Panthers set-up coaching wise, is going to have a rapport with a lot of those Samoan boys that play for the no. Panthers as well. So yeah, half the Samoan team plays for the Panthers. Exactly. So can only be a good
0: thing. Yeah, so um it's good that they've got it all all up and um, sorted before um, Samoa gets to play. Not that far away now. Um, I think it's next month, isn't it? Mm, October yep. is when that that the international start. Um, yep. As promised, as per the contract I signed with you and Paul, we do have one dragon segment. Um, they have released Sam Musgrove immediately, and there are talks he's on the way to Warrington to join Sam Burgess uh, to take on the Dragons, letting Musgrove go. Um, he'd he'll go right over in the Super League as a lot of
2: these guy a lot of these guys do. Um, yeah, expect to see a bit of this, though, right? The Dragons, new new coaching staff coming in. They haven't been travelling well. Um, Flanagan's promised some, some roster changes and a roster clean out, So, yeah. What do you
0: reckon? That's your team, mate. Um, I think it's interesting that they let him go, but they keep guys like Ben Murak and Silla. They don't make the smartest of changes,
2: do they? They, they, must, they must hate watching... Uh, jackson ford's
0: doing this year yeah and um simon said he doesn't think sam burgess is involved with warrington anymore um i haven't heard any news that he he's out of warrington but um not sure um so i'll I'll look into that i just looked online i can't see any news on it but i'll take your word on it you're more knowledgeable than me simon um yeah but musgrove he'll do fine the super league is kind of what we always say um I'm sure he'll, he'll be better um, than a lot of them up there. But um, next bit of news, Dolphins have been fined 50 grand by the NRL for alleged breaching anti-tampering rules um, in an attempt to get Dean Mariner to break his um, contract early. Mariner's managers actually come out and stated that the dra- Dolphins didn't breach any rules and should not get fined. Um, it kind of, with all the news of finals, it kind of kind of got swept under the the carpet this whole anti-tampering thing but um what's your what's your take on it um it, it seems right up um old Sullivan's um alley but if that if the agents come out and said no there was no breaking of rules um the NRL must have some dirt somewhere
2: yeah they must do um I'm just bummed out they they didn't uh Get to land a signature. I want them to keep raiding that Broncos club, yeah. um, leave them in ruins. But um, yeah, I'd much rather Dolphins traveling well than the Broncos. But they're flying. Um, hopefully, hopefully we end them this weekend. But yeah, bit of a bummer for the Dolphins to copper copper fine for breaching rules this early into their
0: into the franchise, but haven't the Broncos been accused of something similar? Yeah, well, that's kind of what Rue said and what I was about to say. Um, Rue said every Queensland club was apparently speaking to Walsh when he was with us last year and no one cared and suddenly now it's an outrage. Yeah. Yeah, I I think hand on heart, I could say there's 17 teams in the NRL that have technically did some anti-tampering at some point. Um, I think with how the rules are, I'm sure there is um it's just if you get caught i guess but um yeah Uh, i think yeah if you're gonna come out and like find a club you've got to do it for everyone so if yeah you you, you've got to treat everyone the same and it's harder for the dolphins you know they got given no time to get the team together Mm. and with all the strict rules you know i'm sure there was a lot of um skullduggery in there and um yeah someone said rules that are meant to be broken yeah um, but that kind of takes us into. I said it last week. There was a new thing they're doing with contracts, and I said um, I didn't really understand. So I would have a week um, to look into it, and we'll talk about it tonight. I still don't really understand, but I've got it here. Um, so starting, right. bless you. Starting you. from the first of November, um, there's a new structure. So I've just copied and pasted what I saw online um, to try to make it as unconfusing for myself as possible, but under the new structure, um, I'll read it all out and then throw it your way. Um, Offers for players must be lodged with the NRL and if accepted, their current club has a chance to change the player's mind. Um, The document provided to clubs um, apparently um, states that every player must provide his incumbent team with the last right of negotiation for a 10-day period um, from the date of notice that the player has received an offer from a rival club. And that offer has been submitted to the nrl then that he is prepared to accept the new process doesn't involve a cooling off period um the new negotiation window is for a period of 10 days after a player receives an offer um, that they'll be willing to accept so if they're interested in an offer and are interested to take it they have to let their team know and then their team has 10 days to like do a counter offer um and then once that 10 day period ends the player is free to sign With um, either club, players have no obligation to accept an offer from their incumbent club, even if it matches the offer from the new club. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, it said um, the NRL is also set to crack down on the November 1 deadline with clubs, players, and agents now unable to negotiate before this date. Previously, negotiations could take place, but no contract could be signed until the final year of their existing contract. And, um, yeah, Rue said funny that DC was promoting this new rule yeah he loves it yeah he loves this idea um (laughs) it's uh, it's interesting it's it's going to make things more murky i think especially for for us um you know if we talk like um like we drew hutchinson's rumored to be going to the bulldogs nothing's been signed yet but if there's an offer on the table then you know a week after our show he might decide to do a backflip and stay um you know and as everything you know make it all about us Mm -hmm. um but yeah I guess it 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 could be a way to um prevent for a club thinking about it like say the Warriors I'll just pick the Warriors because they're our team um say Jackson Ford I'll pick him he's a young guy that's got a few years say he go his contract's coming up at an end he wants to make a bit more money so They put the feelers out saying that there's this team interested, this team, to get the Warriors to kind of bump up their offer. You can't really do that now because you wait till they're going to go, okay, I'm going to take this offer. And then it goes. So then the Warriors know, okay, there is actually an offer. Now we'll come to the party. So it could save some coin for some teams with some of their players that are calling bluffs. Um, yeah, that's I, heard... I think of the I think of the Steve Maddie situation. For years, Steve Maddie was coming to the Warriors, and he was getting big bumps from Manly, mm. um, with no intention of coming to the Warriors. And um, mm. so, this could be a way where you kind of eliminate some of that potentially.
2: Yeah, I I, I was listening to Denon Kemp's podcast the other day, and he was talking about it, saying that it could lead to clubs low low-balling, lowballing when it comes to negotiations. Off the bat, knowing that if yeah. a player comes back with an offer from another club, then they can oh well actually we can we can find room to offer you this much, um, but the initial the initial offer will be a low ball offer. So yeah,
0: so you could go okay. Well, I'll use Ford again. You go Ford. We'll give you seven hundred and fifty k a year, um, knowing that you probably might end up paying them eight nine or something. That's probably mm-hmm. a huge figure for Ford, but I'm just plucking names and figures yeah. out of my head. Mm. and then he might get an offer from another team and it's like it's around the same as what the lowball was he's like i may as well stay here mm. and then you have saved yourself a couple of hundred grand um yeah interesting we'll, we'll see how it starts working in a couple of months yeah um in november but yeah i promise i would talk about it i hope you're not as confused as i am um I was hoping Paul would be here for the show because he knows that type of thing a bit better. But um, we might bring it up again when it actually starts working and he can explain it to to me. But um, That was it for the news. Um, we'll go into signings now. We didn't really have any, and then there was a couple that came through today. But um, um, Tiger uh, Kalman Tulangi um, has signed a two-year deal with the Eels. Um, the Raiders have officially announced the re-sign of Corey Horsborough until the end of 2027. We talked about it a few weeks ago that it sounded like he was going to stay. Yeah. And then the big big news, which was already mentioned in the chat, um, the Tigers have announced that during Baller has extended till the end of 2027, which um, is a great deal um, for the Tigers. He was, um, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of that team and there was a lot of fear I think when everyone involved that Buller would end up being a rooster or something um (laughs) because you know players like that generally seem to leave the Tigers yeah um so yeah I think it's great of course it's contracts are are not really worth the paper they're printed on uh, nowadays but it's good to see that he's at least interested in sticking around um Mm. and hopefully it stays that way because if the Tigers are going to get better, they're going to need a guy like him out there. Mm. Um, but what's your take on all those three? Um, Tulangi, I don't think, is much of a deal, but um, it's good to see Big Red and Buller stay. Yeah, he must He must love that club, hey? Uh, <laughs>
2: he would He would surely have had a few people chasing the signature baller. Um But I think it's great he stayed. Uh, the Tigers, if they're going to get themselves out of the hole there and they're going to need to retain people like that, and yeah. Big Red as well. I mean, he's one of the heart and soul of the of the Green Machine pack. So I'm sure, Simon, yeah. I'm sure you'll be very happy about that. And, um, yeah, I think it's awesome that he's staying as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, injuries, we didn't really have that many. We talked about Cleary um, and Lewai already. They're, they're going to be playing this week um, as of the time of this show. Um, but Jackson Hastings, um, who missed the the Warriors game last week, um he's actually going in for surgery um he's got a broken leg and they reckon he's had a small fracture for most of the year um so yeah that's crazy that he's been trying to like trying to carry that Knights team around with um Ponga with a fracture in his leg Mm.
1: um
0: and then there wasn't really any big injuries from the weekend for the team still involved um obviously two of them weren't playing and there was a few niggles in the Warriors um you know Wado he comes out battered every week yeah. um uh Nakora uh kind of scared me a little bit when I was watching yeah. him get carried off the field but then he was back out there a little bit later Curran um tried to do his best fletch um with a finger point in the wrong direction <laughs> um but he's fine as well so no no long-lasting injuries from the games and now uh, Jacko's asked I was going to say it for the questions, but we may as well do it now. Um, he's asked, any news on where Suriname may end up? I've heard nothing. He He's too good a player to not be in the NRL. So I expect Dragons, Tigers, you name any of those teams, I think would be interested in picking him up maybe. Mm. Um, and um, I feel for him because uh, I've always been off and on with him, but I think he's done really well this year and him getting that last try in that game, he had me. He had me convert. I was like, just throw him. I know they, they don't have the space, but just throw him a contact. Keep him.
2: Mate, we piled we piled shit on Ciro last year, but he's he's made me do a U turn on him this year. He's been he's been really good lately, and and providing heaps of value off the bench. And he did it again on
0: the weekend. I thought he's outstanding. So
2: yeah, yeah for you, a, yeah,
0: it's almost a shame that he's going now. For, for most of his career as the Warriors, he was the John Cena of the team for me because you never saw him. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's done really well. And uh, Matt Roberts has said there's rumours uh, of Super League. Yeah, I think every team in the Super League would pick up a guy like him. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping he gets a, a, another run around in the NRL at least. But um, we'll see. Um, and yeah, Jacko said he didn't rate Syrah or Pompey, but both have proved him wrong. Yeah, yeah. any if any of you read my reviews... Um, you'll know that I've had a um, an interesting relationship with Pompey since he he became a, a warrior. I I didn't really rate him at all until this year. He's really turned um, turned my opinion. He's very he's the definition of rocks and diamonds, Pompey. You know he does stuff out there that no other player can do. Um, you can put him up against. I think we we'll talk about it a bit later. But we're playing the Broncos when we're in Napier. Um, Pompey was making uh, Stags' night a living help. He was all over him. But then at the end of that game, you know, he kind of screwed us over um, from <laughs> So you get what you get, you know. There's stuff he can do um, that no other player can do, but then there's stuff he does that kids don't even do. So it's, you know, it's it's hard, but I think he's definitely turned a corner. Um, and yeah, my rubber said we should have kept Seren over Pompey. Um, yeah, I'm still interested to see what's going to happen with that back line next season. But we're still we're still in this season. So um, I think Pompey's we'll leave that still got out. a
2: Pompey's still got a bit of work to do to um, turn a corner in Mark Roberts book, I think. Yeah. Yeah but um
0: yeah, I think they have both done really well this year. But um, Naughty Boy Corner, not really anything, mate. Uh, the the less teams there are the less trouble. Um Tyson Frisell was even the only person that got a fine. So nurse, he got a $1,000 for a keyless high tackle. Um, but then Pani Hopawadi from the NRLW Roosters um, is missing the next two weeks, which is kind of big um, for where the Roosters are. Um, mm-hmm. you got to change that to Naughty People Corner. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be more gender neutral with it. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah that she got a grade three dangerous contact. It was like a hip drop. So yeah, she's yep. basically, that's her out for the season. If the Roosters make it, even if they um, they win and make it to the grand final, she'll miss the grand final as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, enough talking. Uh, we're going 40 minutes, which I'm sure Paul's going to love. Um, we'll go into uh, round two. There's only two games, so I'm sure we'll go through it quickly. Um, starting on Friday night, the Storm beating the Roosters 18-13.
2: I'm sure we won't go through it quickly because it just gives us more time to talk more about each game. Um, yeah. yeah, Storm 18, Roosters 13, three tries to two. Uh, Tyron Wushart, Marion Seve, Will, Will Warbrick f- with the three try scorers for the Storm, uh, Brandon Smith, and Lindsay Collins with the two try scorers for the Roosters.
0: Yeah, um, I looked at your notes. Um, we, we're pretty similar here again. You've you got to stop copying. But. Um storm um they were unconvincing here for me i kind of came into this i think we even talked about it last week saying roosters have got so many outs the storm will you know give them a bath and that's not what we saw um but when push comes to shove they get the job done um they were still clunky on attack we talked about it you know after their loss to the broncos in the first week of finals their attack didn't look that great um they also had a few defensive lapses um they missed hughes you know, isn't the most um, astounding note from me, but um, missed him a bit. And I thought Grant um, had a bit of a, he's still in that rough patch of form. He had some good moments, had some some bad ones. Thankfully, the refs helped him out. Um, Munster was a little bit off too, um, but, you know, put in that pinpoint kick at the end to win the game um, with all Walbrook um, plucking it out of the sky. Um, but they need a lot of improvement this week if they want to have a chance against Penrith. Um, your take on the Storm. You've gone I felt harsh like, there. Yeah, I felt, I felt like I just oh. talked about the team that lost. <laughs> one, one, one good win from the
2: Warriors and you're, you're turning yeah. your nose on people. Um, I, I thought they, they actually did really well to reach another preliminary final. In a season they haven't re- really been travelling that well, really. Um by their standards, but they still managed to finish top four and reach a prelim. So that it's pretty good for an off season when you think about yeah. it. Um, obviously, not the most convincing effort, but I thought um, Tyron Wishart did a reasonable job filling in for filling in for Jerome Hughes and, and scored a scored an important try. Uh, thought Harry Grant. He, you were a bit cold on him, but I thought he made an impact when he came on, did some good things. Um although he should have been called for an obvious knock on, obviously. Yeah. Um I do feel like the storm, if if they are any chance this weekend, will need to go up a few levels though. Um, yeah. because this isn't a depleted Roosters team they're coming up against. This is this is one of the great teams they're coming up against. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to go up.
0: Yeah. And uh, your thoughts on the Roosters?
2: I thought it was a pretty brave effort from the Roosters without most of their back five and, and uh, Wadia Hargraves as well. They they were moments away from a prelim after Sam Walker edged them ahead. Yeah. Um, they got desperately unlucky to concede points after a blatant knock-on. Keep, I keep talking about it. Um, they should have been attacking the Storms line in that situation. So it could almost have been a 12-point turnaround. Um hmm. I think overall it's been a really tough season for them, where they probably deserved to miss the eight, but um, they rebounded really well late in the season to sneak in, and they weren't far off a of prelim. So, yeah, I think it's, it's not not a great season by their standards, but um, they did well to to get to where they have.
0: Yeah, I'm just happy that your predicted premiere is only lasted one week longer than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah i thought the roosters showed plenty of heart um they were missing some key players as you already said um but they took the fight to the storm i think um they looked like they had that upset in the bag a eh, when uh walker did that field goal um mm. and um yeah they just couldn't defend the storms final drive you know they gave away a silly penalty um and yeah they were hard done by by a few calls but i think in the end you know their discipline and poor defensive reads were what cost them here um and we got. Uh, you're born as. Um, do you think that head high shot was a penalty, Brad, or just play on? It was a penalty by how they've played this year, but I think it was just play on, um, which is what Klein did because he knew he cocked up already, so he was trying to even it out. Um,
1: <laughs> Ready to pop the question.
0: And yeah, Mark Roberts said, um, Elsa has some issues for you. Let it go. Hey, man, and, I, um, I
2: predicted them premiers, I, I was writing them home.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, Tanya Keane said, um, has been named, but Cog is on the extender. If Lua makes it through contact training, then they say he'll be good to go. Yeah, and I'm sure they've got all the big boys like Fisher Harris and Leona will be running at him to make sure he's ready. Um, but yeah, Cog is more than a, a handy replacement, um, as we've seen. Um, but yeah. Um, tough luck for the Roosters, been a very disappointing year, a lot of people, including you predicted them to do great things this year and they just didn't Um, they've managed to squeeze a couple more um, stars coming in next year so we'll see if that helps Um, but yeah, tough year for them um, and uh, I'm sure they enjoyed Mad Monday this week, but your player to stand out um Poor Harry Grant,
2: I, I, <laughs> you were cold on him, Brad, but he was catching balls even when he wasn't catching them. Um, nobody can do that. So, no, I thought it was quite. He, I thought he was r- rubbish last week. That's pretty harsh, but yeah, um, by his own standards, he was pretty poor last week. And I thought um, bringing him off to make an impact this week, I, th- I think he he did a pretty good job of that. Once he came on, he. He got the storm into the game
0: yeah i went um with a rooster um i went with cyril may um young young forward that's um kind of setting the world on fire for everyone that's looking at his contract to see when he when it expires um he was off the bench ran 131 meters um looked very good um quite mobile for a big unit um he's definitely a young forward on the rise and um yeah, I, I would take him in a heartbeat as the biased forward on this show. But um, I thought he had a great game in a losing side, um, especially with guys like Lindsay Collins and that that kind of get the praise and the forwards for mm-hmm. the Roosters. But, um, yeah, who knows? He could be a player that kind of finds his way at another club when you think Jared's going on again. Um, you've got Collins. Um, it's uh, Lenu Spencer's going there, isn't he? Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um there is there is a few players that will uh, kind of get above him in the picking order. Uh, Mark Roberts has said he may have already been seen with the Panthers having coffee. Oh, I um, hope you're joking about that. So um it wouldn't surprise me. That's a hell of a swap, <laughs> you know, get yeah. rid of Spencer and then get um another young forward for a bit more coin. But, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to throw shade at a player if they decide to, if they end up going to Penrith because why wouldn't you? Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll go on to the next game. Uh, the Warriors just squeaking it out, um, defeating the Knights forty to ten. Yes, indeed,
2: it was um, wasn't a bad game. Seven tries to two um, for the Warriors. Chance, Eden Fanua Blake, Marcelo Montoya. Dylan Walker, Rocco Berry, Dallin, and Bailey and no, Nice to see him get one in his last home game. Two
0: tries for Knights. Greg Marju, Dylan Lucas. Yeah, what a game. Um, they saved one of their better performances of the year for the last one on New Zealand soil. Um, I've been complaining about it a lot, but I haven't liked the errors the Warriors make. Um, they did reduce them. They were still too high for my high expectations um but they just showed no mercy um in this game um sj returning added a lot of direction to the attack and and the kicking game um big games for everyone involved i couldn't pick a player that um i wanted to see improvement from um after watching the game multiple times um and i think it'll be a great confidence booster for this week's match in brisbane um, mm. It's a hell of a, a way to kick off getting ready to face Brisbane in what will be a, a hard game. But, you know, putting 30 points on the, uh, the you know, the Knights who'd been on such a roll, um, not a bad way to start. Um, before I pass it to you, uh, Jacob said, best game of the season or was winning in Canberra better? I think winning in Canberra was better um, for the spectacle. But I'm a little bit biased with this game because I got to go and you're overawed by the atmosphere. But I mm. think in terms of, Games I think the Raiders game was better, um, but um, yeah, this this is close.
2: You factor in the situation too, and the fact that it was a, a finals game, a um, lot more pressure here. So yeah, I could go either way in that in that argument. Um, yeah, but when it comes to the Warriors, I I find it hard to recall the Warriors team ever starting a game so well. Um, after Marju dropped the ball in the Knights' first set, we pretty much refused to give it back to them and posted 16 16 unanswered points in the first 12 minutes. Um, Then we had to ride out a period where Newcastle started to work their way back into the match uh, before we completely blew them out of the water again. Um, The slick execution was there. The game control of Sean was back. The crowd was as good a Warriors crowd that I've ever witnessed. To be, to be fair, um, I think it'll be a night that lives long in the memory of most Warriors fans.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now uh, you'll take on the Knights.
2: Uh, they came out of the game out of the gates flat. Probably after going to the limit last week, you could forgive them for that. But they, um, they were blitzed early and, and never fully recovered. Um, they're packed was dominated by our pack, meaning their lethal back five never really got front football ball. And, and ultimately, we looked after them really well. Um, when, you, when you take them out of the equation, uh, you go a long way to beating them. So, I, I, yeah, I thought, I thought the Knights, after they had some tough patches early in the season, but once they moved Ponga back to fullback they went on that crazy run i i, I think um yeah, they'll they'll be disappointed with the result but they can be pretty proud of their season
0: yeah and there's some comments before i talk about the knights so um i'll go with uh, Jacko. Said we shut down Ponga so well, it was almost dreamlike. Shows how if you dominate the middle outside back struggle, yeah. yeah, and that's that's going to be key this week. Um, for the Broncos match with them needing to dominate that middle and shut down um, Walsh, um, it's tough, a tougher yeah. Um, Tanya said that the Knights didn't complete a set for the 13 minutes, yeah. They they had, I think it was even like, yeah, 13, 40 minute mark, they had zero completion rate. And yeah. they barely got the ball. Uh, um and then uh Rue, before we moved on, he said, um, how was the crowd compared to the blackout? Um, we said that at the beginning, um, but yeah, I, it was better. Um, it was louder, there was singing, you know, there was everything. Um atmosphere was amazing. Then yeah, Tanya said Barry was great at locking down Ponga. Yeah, Barry, uh, he's got his he's got a lot of love and he's got a lot of hate from the community. Um, but I think what's i know a lot of people criticize him for his attack um he was very smart with that try score but he is there more for his defense um and he's getting better each and every week um so yeah very happy and yeah jack said berry's try was outstanding but the knights um this game actually reminded me of the warriors panthers game last week um with the knights playing the part of the warriors it was very similar um They were error-prone, and every time they made an error, the Warriors punished them, just like when we made errors against Penrith, Penrith punished us. Um, And, yeah, they couldn't stand the pressure um, that the Warriors made. Um, Did show some life for a short spell, just like the Warriors did when they got that try against the Panthers and looked like they might have a, a chance of trying to make it. Okay, but um, yeah, the errors just kept coming. Um, tough way for the Knights to end their season, though. Um, they had an amazing run this year, and it built a good foundation, I think, for what could be a promising 2024. Mm. Um, I know I was talking to one guy who's a big Knights fan, and um, you look at last year, the Knights and the Warriors were fourteen um, and 15th, and then they were fighting out for a spot in the Premier League this year. Um, so that's great improvement from both sides. Um but um yeah, Mark Roberts said Barry's our top center. Let's just hope he's not the one forced out for RTS. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he might be. I think Pompey Pompey is um got a lot of fans, I think, in the office at the Warriors, and I think he could stick on. Um, but we just don't I, know.
2: I agree with Mark there. I hope I hope I think Barry's got some upside um and he's got a good combo out on that right-hand side. I, I'd i love to see him get another chance next year to keep going.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, Jagger said they were well, Knights had a 10-game win streak. Um, when streaks end, they often end with a big loss. Yeah. And um, Tanya said she was a bit nervous when the score was 16-10, um, but the boys dominated in both attack and defence. Montoya 100% tackle efficiency. Yeah, when it was 16-10, it was like, oh, okay, it's going to end up being a grind. Um, but, yeah. The, the Warriors, they didn't panic, which I think is going to be good. Um, you know, how many times in the past, Richie, as uh, Warriors fans, have we seen, like, when they've got a, an okay lead and then they let another team back in and then they just capitulate? Too this many times. Year's, this year's team doesn't really do that. You know, um, if they let the, the foot off the gas and let a team back in, they, most of the time this year, they've kind of held their nerve and pushed on. Um mm. But, right, yeah, it's, um, yeah, fantastic. But your you player to stand out?
2: I uh, put the skipper, Tohu. Thought he was um, unbelievable. His, his leadership, ball playing, um, as good as it always is. Um, I th- and then he ran for, a, I think he oh. went over He went over 200 metres as well.
0: It was um, like 230, 234, yeah. I think.
2: And, and late, late 30s, I think, in the tackles. so 36. Um, workhorse, ball playing, leadership. Uh, yeah, I thought he probably put out his best performance at the biggest moment of the season.
0: Yeah, um, it was close. Um, I kind of had a feeling that one of us would pick him. Um, so I went with chance. Um, but yeah, before that, Tohu, I think there's a comment I was just going to mention. Um, Tohu's break... His line break um, was amazing. Came out of came out of nowhere. It looked like where did that pace come ball. from? <laughs> yeah. Um, watching like you kind of see it and didn't expect it because you are kind of used to him um, just going through and you know either doing a short ball to someone else or doing a hit up. Um, but yeah, he he spied a little hole and went and um, mm. yeah, fantastic from him. But yeah, I went with chance. Uh, I feel he was kind of screwed over by the statisticians. He ended up on two ninety nine running meters. They couldn't give him one more. Um, <laughs> maybe say he got the ball a, a meter back when he got that try. But um, I said it in my review this week, you know, um, he doesn't have there's, – there's parts of his game that guys like Reese Walsh have, you know, that X-factor and everything that Chance doesn't have. But any day of the week, I wouldn't trade him for anyone. Um, he's He plays with – he does the hard yards, um, you know, <laughs> Mark Roberts said the same. He said Dean and Kent was ropeable over the stats. Um yeah, I, it's a crime. When you're that close to 300, just give it. Um <laughs> but um yeah, Chance was great. You know, he he plays his part, he he does the hard work. He he ran like 39, 39 hit ups in that game or something crazy when um he doesn't need to do, it. I think Tohu even said it in the post match that they were kind of pulling him aside, saying, you know, stop. You don't need to keep doing it we've got other boys that can do it for you um you know don't kill yourself but um yeah it's been a great year for him um he's a warrior
2: mate absolute warrior he's so fitting
0: it's a great story you know um i know wanting to come home for his family um played a big part but let's not forget before that even came about he was dropped to reserve grade at Mm. the raiders he had been um You know, they had decided Xavier Savage was the guy for them. It's not really worked out for them. Um, But, yeah, it's great to just see him back where he belongs, which is in first grade. And, um, yeah, long may it continue. And, um, yeah, Mark Roberts said he also ran for over 100 post-contact meters too. Mm. So um, fantastic effort. And couldn't be prouder to have him um, in a Warriors jersey. And um, fingers crossed he has a real big one um, this week yeah um so that's the games we're we're done um so i bring up we'll go with the tips first um if i can bring them in there we go we all got stars um because we all got both games right we we picked them uh two out of two um master master pickers we are so you're still leading the comp um five out of six you only got one game wrong so far I am second, four out of six. I got the two wrong because I was too cocky in that first week. And then Simon also got two out of two and is at the end three out of six. Um, as I said before we went live, you're going to be soft um, and you're just going to pick what we pick to keep your victory. Um, and, I told yeah. you my tips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jacko, Jacko said the clever lads get stars. <laughs> I always give stars if you get 100%. It's actually Richard's first star for the year. So congrats there. Um, he had to wait that there was no games. Um, and then Bjorn said, Richie leading where it counts, which is it's a habit. That's what about, Bjorn. That's what it's last, about. Last season, I won the regular season tipping like I did this year, and then Richard pants me in the finals. Um, but, um, yeah, well done. And um, we'll move on to – we don't really need to because there's only one game. Um, I can never get that bloody thing gone. Um, sorry apologies it paul paul is the one that does all this stuff but yeah there we go we've got four teams left um we'll talk about it more when we do the prediction but um yeah great to see us still there um yeah so we'll go um all right we'll go into um the nrlw um final round we've got that all sorted now um the broken it down. I didn't even get the uh, I didn't get the scores, Richie. Second week in a row, I've left scores off. Google. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm on Google now. So um, <laughs> the Knights defeated the Tigers 28-8. Um, Roosters defeated the Cowboys 40-16. Broncos defeated the Dragons 46-12. Sharks defeated the Eels 56-6. And then the Titans defeated the Raiders 30-6. to And that was the main game because it they were, I think, the two trying to fight for that spot in the finals. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Titan sealed it for them. Um, but yeah, we will talk about their game when it comes up. Um, so, we'll go into questions. I just saw Simon gave me his tips. So, um, I am going with it to write his down. Hope he gets his ones right instead of me. But well, I'll go with the star questions we had first. So, um, Bjorn asked first um, Brad, as a world famous prop, Um, what was your biggest open field run? Um, I don't think it's happened yet. (laughs) I would say like three meters maybe. (laughs) No, not not very fast. Um, I remember years ago in a trial that my family came and watched, I did get one line break and I didn't offload. I, I hit into contact, didn't offload and set up my center to score it's like the only highlight I can say from my league career um but that open space was about two meters it wasn't very far because I'm as slow as a tractor um I I can't really ask you Richie because you were a back so you had lots of um open field runs it's <laughs> not really fair um so you don't get that um he also asked another question say have either of you boys been to a game And I assume you mean in Australia or plan to go one in the near future? I haven't. Um, I assume there's some words missing, but I assume that's what you mean. Um, Have you been to a game in Aussie? Uh,
2: Not an NRL game. I actually went to a Kiwis versus Kangaroos game at Suncorp um, years ago. I can't even remember the year. Um, I think we had Jerome Party playing fullback. um Um, yeah and um brawn's confirmed he means
0: yeah in Australia
2: yeah yeah so I've been to a Kiwis Aussies game at at Suncorp um yeah that stadium is awesome
0: yeah I haven't um yet but um we keep getting badgered by ruin hammer that we need to come over for a magic round at some point so um Mm. I'm sure when I do it will be um it'll be for magic round Mm. um but yeah not as yet but that's um, tough
2: that that kiwis kangaroos game we went to in sun court i went wearing a warriors jersey and caught the train back to my hotel and i was heckled in the train the whole way home because we lost so <laughs>
0: yeah wasn't I, ha- <laughs> I have gone to an american football game in new york where i wore a warriors jersey so um, that that is close and then the last question before we go into ours was from Jacko. He said, "Um, Albrecht, uh, a bolter for the Kiwi squad. I think so. Um, I think he's played more than well enough to make the squad. Um, I don't know if he'll be starting because I, I think the wingers would be Dallin and Isako. So Isako's still playing for the Kiwis, right? He played for us in the World Cup. He didn't change to an island team. Is that correct, Richie? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they those two will be the wingers, but I think he'll be in the squad. Um, I, I can't think of many other Kiwi wingers that you'd put ahead of him at the moment. Can you think of any, Richie? Not
2: off the top of my head. There will be some obvious ones, I, I guarantee it.
0: Is Greg Marju?
2: Who's he? He was born in NZ and moved to Aussie when he was a teenager, I think, didn't he? Yeah, but Marju. he
0: hasn't... Has he?
2: I don't know who his, who his allegiance lies with, but Kiwis would be nice.
0: I'm just looking on. He hasn't played any internationals yet. And I can't see any. He's played for the junior Kiwis. Yeah. But he hasn't. I can't see anything on the news here about him picking a nation. So I assume um, he'll still want to be a Kiwi, hopefully. So he might. If you, if you only take, I assume they'll take four. So if you were taking four, I'd take Dallin, um, Isaaco, Marju, and Warbrick. off the top of my head. Um, that's more Richie's point of view because I don't really care about backs. Um, <laughs> but th- those four would be good. But yeah, I'd be happy with that. Um, and the, uh, Taylor Brooks has said um, Brad was such a superstar prop that if he came to watch a match in Australia, he'd get him for free. And I wish that was the case. I don't even think I could get him for free. Um, rapana there's the
2: other one. rapana
0: Oh, yeah, Rappina. Um Is he? Will he be available? Because isn't he still suspended?
2: He's a grab I'd leave him out. Um.
0: And you, yeah, Jagger, said Crossland could be a backup hooker to Smith. Yeah, I think Crossland's in yeah. for a shot.
2: Um, um. Yeah, he's gone really well since he's shifted to hooker. I think if yeah. everyone's fit, you got Jeremy Marshall King probably
0: yeah Marshall oh. king would go over him if he was available but yeah, yeah he won't be available um so yeah i think at the moment crossland will unless you know i, I was gonna say has egan been here long enough um to to be cast as a kiwi but <laughs> most of it he's spent the last couple of years stuck in australia so
2: another nathan fiend surely he's got a kiwi grandmother yeah
0: um well, yeah that was all the questions i saw from you guys so we'll go into our i'll go with mine first because your one's going to take me a bit um but i've got here for you richie we've seen sean johnson chance um nicole klukster and nia cora um return from stints at other clubs as improved players if you could pick any current roster player to take a sabbatical at another club to learn and improve before returning to the warriors who would it be it's a tough one because
2: after how we've gone this year, I don't really want to send anybody away from our roster.
0: (laughs) Um, It's the end of the year, mate. It's getting tougher to make these questions.
2: I hope that Chanel Harris-DeVita comes back from his sabbatical as an improved player. But if you're talking about letting someone go from our current squad, Mm -hmm. um, I could probably live with Bunty. Someone like that, um, who probably wouldn't be making my top 17 on form, um, sending him away to a good system and him coming back and improved prop, that'd be good. Uh, maybe Pompey. Maybe Pompey.
0: Yeah. yeah Somebody like that. that. Yeah, and um, Bourne said um, it'd be great to meet us in Australia. He'd shout us bears. You had me at shouting bears. Um, oh, yeah always take that but yeah um he also um said the centers yeah I was kind of thinking the same I was thinking bunty because I I was I was riding bunty hard this year with negativity at the start of the year because I didn't understand what was happening like he wasn't really getting meters kind of understood that wasn't a him thing it sounds like it's more of a plan from the the team he was being more defensive cushion and mm. of games um so I kind of backed off him a bit um but yeah I'd say him um Barry or Pompey to go because it, it's it's the questions letting them go knowing they're coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know, like learning from another system. So um, I think Pompey, you know, well, Pompey was with another system for regaining. But mm. um, those are the ones I could think of right now because a lot of the other ones have kind of already done their time. You're not going to send like a Dallin somewhere or Chance or um, mm. you know, Tamari Martin, things like that. Um, so, yeah, those are the two I'd go with. But, um, yeah, your question for me.
2: Where does season 2023 rank for you in Warriors history and why? Maybe, may, maybe if we win this weekend, it might change your thinking. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, the season's not over yet, mate. So it's hard. it's up there at the moment. Um, just from expectations to what they've delivered, um, I do I came into this year very confident that i'd be happy with 10th place 10th was what i had in my head all all through the off season that 10th position go up seven you know not at the bottom not in this not in playoffs but showing improvement i thought you know this year would be a just a, a feeling in process for angel webster getting to know the boys getting the boys knowing him and you know putting things in place to hopefully get some success in 2024 and you know what do i know um they decided to hit the ground running um you know so i i've got it close to you know 2011 grand final years in around um that sweet patch um around 2002 is still you know top tier for me um when I was young, that was kind of it. I was living out in the Wop wops where "rapey league" was a, a a naughty word. So I'm um, seeing even that environment where you know I'd get made fun of going to first fifteen training with a Warriors jersey on. Mm. Um, to seeing him getting under, um getting all under the emotions of you know the Warriors' first attempt at you know going all the way, and then 2011, kind of took us by surprise. We kind of we're going slow, had that massive win against Melbourne, and then, you know, went off. Um, so, yeah, I'd put it up there with all of that. It, it's close. If they win against the Broncos this week, um, I think it's probably the closest feeling I'd have to them actually being able to go all the way. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's up there just because of the foundation they've built. I think this is really a year they can build on, and, um, you know, make it a more regular appearance where we're not we're, we'll probably end up being more cynical and critical of their performances because of what we're expecting but um yeah, yeah I think it's right up there um and yeah Jacko said from second to last to fourth with a new coach and a half back many said she retires one hell of a season I think it's been great great um yeah and Simon said maybe first time oh first time lucky and then he updated saying third time lucky and then um yeah, Mark Roberts said, I was going to put this in the news actually because I listened to one of his interviews today. <laughs> well, um, he said that the barber who looks after the mullet of Dellen is looking at um, bringing out hair products to help people look as flash as DWZ. Dellen actually said it in an interview that he's looking at doing a shampoo and condition line. <laughs> Which you got it. You got it with his hair being the talk of the town. Um, so yeah, it's been a great year. It's been very positive as a guy that, I've been writing about this team since 2016, doing this show, you know, this is our fourth year. Um, a lot of the time we've been doing this, it hasn't been great. And, um, Mm. it's been great talking about them doing well. So this season has, um, it's, it's up there for me. Um, Mm. but yeah, the story hasn't been finished being written. So we'll, we'll wait. Um, and Jacob said, oh, dear, players promoting hair products, come on. You can't you can't deny it with Dallin's hair. I wish I still had my long hair, mate. I'd be buying some D-Dudsey
1: shampoo.
0: Um, and yeah, everyone said, surely you can model that range of hair care. I, the hair's gone now, you know. It's growing back quick, but uh, not quick enough to um, have the locks like Dallin. But what about you, mate? Um, I'm kind of rambling. How is um, your rate? 2023
2: like you said, it's still going, so there's still room for it to change. For me, I think yeah, 2002—the nostalgia of it, um, the memories of it—probably edges edges it for me as as our best, our best year. Um, I think this one's right up there, though, and maybe sliding into second for me. Uh, just when you factor in everything, where we came from the previous year, um, the crowds, every home game this year, like. Um, the move the Was movement, and mm. we just seem to be the buzz and talk of talk of almost Australasia. You know, not just New Zealand, but Aussie as well. Um, it just seems like such a successful season. Where I think I put it in the second already. Um, if we somehow manage to go on and win the make a grand final, win the grand final, probably leap frogs into Another first. Win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, then I am looking at pro- oh, probably 2011, 2003 was another really good year but um, yeah at the moment probably sitting second for me unless we progress further and then it's could be our best ever
0: yeah um, yeah and no, Jagger said 20, uh, 2002 we had a better overall squad I guess but this year's one to cherish yeah really a is. lot of people yeah a lot of people didn't rate the squad they've got this year so the fact they're doing as well as they are. And um yeah, Mark Roberts said the club's getting the trademark for the Waz name too. Um yeah, we were I was gonna mention it, but it kinda because there was gonna be there was a trademark battle between the Warriors and um Good George Brewing about Waz, but um Good George Brewings stepped down from it and let the Warriors in. Warriors have already got Waz merch out now. It was around um at the stadium in the weekend. Um they've got like an up the Waz shirt and and mm. things like that. Well, yeah, it's a movement. Um, There was, I saw on Twitter before we went on air, um, New York Post has an article about it. And they interviewed um, Will Evans from This Warrior's Life about it. So even like New York Post in America is talking about it. Um, It's good to see, especially this is a World Cup year um, for rugby union and they're getting the the traction they are at the moment. Um, Helps that the All Blacks aren't doing that great, but. Um, and, yeah, Mikey said it's more similar to the 2011 team. Yeah, if you look at that 2011 team that made the grand final, there's some guys there that you're like, that's not really like a grand final type player. Like they had Aiden Kirk, no, you know, just to Aiden Kirk, but he was a winger in that game, Bill Tupo, um, guys like that. So it wasn't like it was a star-studded team. You had a young halfback on the rise um, and a few old heads in there. Um, so, yeah, it's about similar to that. And, um, yeah, Jacko said on News Hub, there was a guy in Mexico who saw a, um, a <laughs> of yeah, I actually saw that on TikTok.
2: Yeah, how good.
0: Um, so yeah, it's everywhere. It's It's been a great year. Hopefully, we, we've still got another week. But um, speaking of another week, we may as well jump into the next one, Richie, uh, which mm. is um, the fi- preliminary finals. We'll, we'll start off with the Warriors Broncos, as we do. Um, I still don't know how to zoom in, guys, so you'll have to look at this little screen. But um, you talk about the Warriors team, mate.
2: Yeah, don't worry, everyone, if you can't see it. I've got you. Yeah. Um, the team is as follows. Fullback, well, it's pretty much, it is the same team as last week, but I'll go through it anyway. Charns at fullback, yeah. Dallin and Marcelo on the wings, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey centers, Tamari Martin, Sean Johnson halves, and Fnor Blake, Mitch Barnett front row, Wade Egan hooker, Edge back Jackson Ford, Murat Uh Number thirteen: Tohu Harris, captain as well. Interchange: Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga, Teva- Bailey Siren, and Josh Curran. Well, there's crooked with fingers.
0: The it's not working. My zooming doesn't do that great. Um, yeah, and then the Broncos: uh, Reece Walsh, Jesse Arthurs, Katoni Stags, Herbie Farmworth, and Selwyn Cobo are the back five. Uh, Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds are in the halves. Um, We've then got uh, Thomas Fledger, Billy Walters, Payne Haas in the front row, Kurt Capewell, Jordan Ricky in the second row, and then Patrick Carrigan at lock. Um, then interchange, we've got Tyson Smoothie, Brendan, Pakora, Kobe Hetherington, and Keenum Pal- Palacia. Oh, it's a good team. <laughs> it's a good team. I think that there's some interesting matchups there, obviously, First time old baby blue eyes, um our former Lord and saviour Reese Walsh playing us for the first time. Um yeah, good team. I've actually gone in my picks. I've picked the Broncos here.
2: Disgusting.
0: <sighs> Hurts me. I, I I fully think this is a game the Warriors can win. I'm just going with hometown advantage. Um for the Broncos, which is why I've picked them. Uh, Simon has picked the Warriors. God bless you. Go, Simon. Um, really hope it's the only pick I want to get wrong. Um, I think that there's a lot of good matchups there. I think it's if they can have a similar approach to um, what they did against Ponga with Walsh. If you if you can keep Walsh quiet, you're halfway there. Um, I think you know Payne Haas is a big boy. Um, he can play big minutes Adam infinite I expect to be playing real big minutes. I don't think it was any surprise that he played probably the least amount of minutes he's played all year last week. Cause I think they were saving his tank for this week. So I'm mm. expecting him to be, you know, out there for like 70 odd minutes. Um, because that's what Haas does. I think as long as Payne Haas is on the field, you're going to have Adam out there. Um, a lot of people are saying there's a lot more pressure on the Bronx. Yeah, most people in the media have already written the Warriors off and saying, like, it is, it is you know, Broncos against Panthers in the grand final already. They've already printed the shirts. They got everything done. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure on the uh, on the Bronx here to um, get the job done. Mikey mm. said I'm disgraceful. Um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I picked the Warriors against the Panthers when you picked the Panthers in the first week, mate. <laughs> You're ahead of me in the tipping for that reason. Um, <laughs> Simon said he's seen a lot of people thought Brisbane wasn't going to do well this year, but to give them credit, they've gone very far. Yeah, I don't even know if I had the Broncos in the eight in our predictions. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, everyone said, surely in the last 20 minutes, they'll be key. Yeah, if if you go into the 60-minute mark and the Warriors are ahead, or they're like a, a try behind, um, I, I'll be banking on them getting the job done. I they do really well in that final 20. It's just if the Broncos come out like the Panthers did and blow them out early, then they're in trouble. But if it's mm. if it's going to get into a grind, I think the Warriors have the edge. Um mm. Jacko said if we frustrate their backs, that we're in with a chance. Yeah, get under Walsh's skin. He has shown that he's better at keeping his cool now, but I think if there's any team that can get under his skin, it's going to be the team he used to play for. Mm. And then... um Roberts uh Mark Roberts said our bench is stronger for sure yeah I think our bench pisses all over their bench um but yeah it's going to be a great game as long as it's not like I was telling you before we went out uh before we went out live if this is the last week the Warriors are in the comp, um and they go down I want them to go down swinging um you know I don't want to see it like the Knights like say the Warriors do lose to the Broncos and they lose by 30 points I'd be very disappointed. But yeah, I think they've got what it takes. And um, I have been saying all year in my reviews that this team is special. So if there's any team that I think can go in there and spoil the apple cart and ruin um, the NRL's um, preferred grand final, it's going to be the Warriors. So yeah, I'm picking the Bronx, but I really hope the Warriors win. Who are you picking? Uh, just remember you just made fun of me for picking the Broncos I did. too. I did. Yeah.
2: Um and uh I know we, we we dropped the game to them in Napier earlier in the year, but I think back to last year, their team was pretty much the same. Uh, except Reese Walsh was on our team. Uh yep. we beat them twenty to six in 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 Redcliffe. Uh, twenty yep. to six and their their only try was uh, Adam Reynolds sort of grubber to himself, a bit of magic. Um, otherwise, we completely dominated them. Um, so I know we can do it. Our team this year is a lot better as well. So is theirs. Um, but I believe we can do it. And saying that you picked Broncos, so I'm going to have to go with Broncos. <laughs> hey, I'm, I've got to stay ahead on the tips. Yeah. Um, so, I'll, be write, I'll be writing the boys home, though. Um, I believe we can do it. We've got the team to do it. The team I want to lose to the least... Is it the Broncos?
0: Um yeah, I really don't want to see Reese Walsh's first game against the Warriors um end in a loss. Um yeah. I really want to see him get beaten. Um but yeah, I think it, it should be I think it'll be um the better of the two games. Um yeah. I think I I think this would be either Warriors, Broncos, whoever wins, I think it's gonna be close and actually entertaining. So um yeah. and it better be entertaining as late as it is, mate. So, don't fall asleep, but um, yeah, so that we all picked uh, you and I picked Broncos, Simon picked Warriors. Um, we'll bring it up into the last two. Well, there's only two games we already just talked about, one but uh, Panthers Storm. Matt, um, I've picked Panthers. I don't, I, I got no faith in the Storm at the moment. I've they've been a bit rusty, but it's just like the bloody storm, so yeah, to come out of nowhere. Um and, um, you know, upset Panthers. But, yeah, I I have to go with Panthers here.
2: I'm going with Panthers. And what Jacko just said, if Walsh scores three tries, I'll smash the tally. Me too. Yeah. If Broncos win, I just want us to bash Walsh and him have no influence on the game.
0: Yeah. And um, Simon has picked the storm. Um, I would love – I've been saying it. I've said it a few weeks ago, mate, on this show. I'd love a Storm Warriors Grand Final because of oh, our yeah. amazing record against the Storm and Finals. It uh, doesn't matter how many times we've played, um, but we've done well. So um, I'd love it would, that. Be,
2: it would be sweet, sweet revenge too, beating them after them putting 70 on us last year. All, yeah. all the Anzac games where they, they won't let us host one and they just beat us, pound us the last few years, it would be sweet, sweet revenge. So
0: fingers and toes oh, yeah. crossed. Exactly. As long as I don't care who, if it's Storm Panthers, as long as the Warriors get there, I'll be a happy man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, and then the NRLW Finals, um, they go down to four teams. So they've got the Knights Broncos um, and the Roosters Titans. So I think our Not- prediction of Knights Roosters Final yeah. may may come to fruition. I'm Most sticking should. with
2: that. Knights I'm versus st- Roosters.
0: Yeah, I'm sticking. So that's all the NRL. Yeah. Um, that we have um, at an hour 25, man. Paul's going to love it. Um, so um, we'll see you later, Jacko. We'll quickly just run through the Super super League. So um, not really too much to talk about. Um, Wigan, um, Catalan's, and St. Helens all sit on 38 points and are first, second, and third due to points differential. Um, so still the same top three as we've had for a, a while now. Lee is still in the top four. Um, they're on, I think it's 36 points in fourth place, and Wakefield is still last. Um, Kind of rinse and repeat every week with that part. But the games, there was another big game. Um, I know Wigan had a big score last week. They had another big score here, but um, Catalan's kind of beat them. But um, St. Helens defeated Warrington, 18-6. Lee defeated Wakefield, 2019. So poor Wakefield, they're losing all the time, but they're getting closer. Um, Wigan defeated Castleford, 48-6. Um, Huddersfield, or Huddersfield, sorry, defeated Hull FC, 52-20. Um, catalan has got the big score, though, mate. Uh, 61-0 against Leeds. Mm, and massive. then Hull KR defeated um, Salford in a shutout, 12-0. Um, and Mark Roberts has said, um, Titans for the NRL W final, up the Georgia Hale-led Titans. I love Georgia Hale, but she's no Millie Boyle, mate. So um, I'm... <laughs> I'm... I'm all on the Millie Boyle train. Um, So Roosters have to beat the Titans. It just has to be. Um, And then um, next week in the Super League, we've got Leeds versus Castleford, Lee versus Wigan, um, Huddersfield uh, versus Warrington, St. Helens versus Hull FC, Salford versus Catalans, and Wakefield versus Hull KR. So uh, a few interesting matchups there. Um, Hull KR has, uh, they've been building nicely, so I think they'll still beat Wakefield again. Mm. Um Lee Wiggins probably the most interesting match out yeah. of that. Um being um first place and fourth. But um yeah, some interesting games there. Um anything else you want to add before we go? I know we're going long and some people probably want to mm. shut off.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um Cheers everyone for the chat. I I hope everyone enjoys the game. I'm I'm pretty sure Bjorn said in the chat that That he's going to the game. Um, If so, enjoy that, and please be as loud and vocal as you possibly can. Um, We hopefully, hopefully, we get a lot of support and and uh, drown out the Brisbane crowd and come up with an unlikely result. And how good would that be?
0: Yeah. Before we go, there was a question um, Bjorn put in there, um, saying, "Who's the Warriors' grab to take out Walsh?" New Corey. Nicore, yeah, Nicore is the right one to do it, but I think he would get suspended, punished for it. So you're gonna have to go, (laughs) Curran. I would, I would do it. Tohu, Tohu's got grub in him. If you listen to the players and interviews, they say he talks trash on the field and stuff. Um, and he's got the the cleanest record of anyone we've got, so he's the one that can do it and survive. Um, Jazz Tavanga. Jazz. Well, see, Jazz is another one like Nakore. I think if he did it, he'd get in trouble. Um, anyone? Um, well, we'll just borrow Tuppany for a week. Um, <laughs> have him as our water boy. Um, yeah. And yeah, before we go, uh, yeah, Bourne said thanks for the show and see the fellow Warriors fans at Lord Alfred. Yeah, so the guys in Oz going to the game, I know um, Warrior Nation, Ruin Hammer and all that, They, as they always do, they, they do these meetups. There's one at the Lord Alfred Hotel prior to the game um i mark tukey was pitching it on one of his interviews this week he's going to be there um so if you go into the game that's a great place to kick kick your day off so um yeah enjoy it go get amongst it i'll be here um sitting like i always do at this chair watching the game um having probably a brewski or two um enjoying it but Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the Standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into the show next week at eight pm here on Facebook or YouTube or at your convenience on Hire Radio and Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again tonight, Richie, and Cheers. good night, everyone.